when we want to manifest something, we think about the thing, but what you really want is the feeling. So if you want to manifest a new job, you don't really want the job. What you want is the feeling that the job is going to give you. You're listening to the Rich and Hired Podcast with Chelsea Stokes. Chelsea is a former recruiter for one of the top media companies in the world who transitioned her dream job after years of corporate burnout. Today, she's a career coach who has helped hundreds of women all over the world upgrade their careers, lifestyle, mindsets, and bank accounts. Listen in each week as she dives into the unconventional topics that can help you get to the next level of your career and life. Don't forget to rate and subscribe if you love the podcast. Now let's get into today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the Rich and Hired podcast. I'm your host, Chelsea Stokes, as per usual, and I'm so excited to share this story with you today that I have never shared before. I've talked to you all about my transition out of corporate recruiting, but I didn't tell you guys about how I manifested my role as an active travel guide after recruiting. So I don't, I have no reason why I haven't talked about this. I think probably I, it's a more, it's a longer story that I feel is better suited for longer format, like a podcast. So now that I have this podcast, I have a place to tell you guys all about how I went from being totally burned out in my recruiting job to manifesting this incredible role in the shower. So it's a really wild story. So I'm going to tell you all about it today. And my intention behind this episode is to tell you this story to just give you an example of how manifestation can happen in your life and to also give you some tangible tips from this experience on how you can start to manifest in your own career. So first, I just want to give you a little bit of context as to what was going on with me in 2016. So we're going to time travel back to that time where I was working as a corporate recruiter at Time Inc. Now, I think a big misconception is that people think that I didn't like recruiting and I actually really loved recruiting and that job. I think that that job was a really great fit for me. But what happened is I ended up in a company where I had no boundaries, I wasn't taking care of myself, and my company was just pouring more and more work on me as a young employee, and I ended up just getting extremely burnt out over the course of the years that I worked there. So it was a great experience in so many ways, and I'm so grateful for it. And when we think about, you know, everything happens for a reason, so many of the things that I learned there, I incorporate now into my coaching today. And it was a really beautiful experience in what I gained there. However, of course, it really burnt me out. And so I realized about two years into the job that it wasn't a fit. I definitely had inklings before, but about two years in, I was like, I really need to start thinking about a game plan. And like many people, I was thinking, thinking, trying to figure it out on my own and just couldn't figure out how to overcome this block in my career. I didn't know what to do next. I thought naturally that what would be a fit for me would be recruiting roles elsewhere. 
So I went on interviews for other recruiting roles. I even talked to this amazing company that was doing indoor farming. So they were doing farming in these big warehouse buildings so that you could grow vegetables at a lower cost and all times a year. And it also used like 90% water. Don't quote me on that, but like significantly less water than normal crops. So it was better for the environment. It allowed people of different income levels to access great vegetables that were organic. Super cool. And I went on that interview and I remember after that interview, I was like, this opportunity is amazing. And I'm still not feeling motivated to go to this job. Like it still does not feel like the right fit. Like I don't know how I'm going to find a company that I align more that I align with more than the values this company has. It had so many cool things that they were doing, but there was something that was still blocking me. So overall, I was just feeling super stuck. I was feeling discouraged. I was really tired because I was really feeling overworked at work, which is partially because of my company, but partially because I did not have any burnout management strategies or boundaries. And so I started to think, okay, recruiting, another recruiting job right now may not be it for me. Again, even though I enjoyed it, I just didn't feel like it was right. And I was really, I was doing things that I now know were tapping into my natural energy and intuition and manifesting, but I didn't know that at the time. And I basically just kind of felt this deeper knowing that there was another path for me. So I started to think, okay, what could I be doing outside of recruiting? And I let my mind just wander for some time. And this process actually went a lot quicker. Things started to flow a lot easier where I, over the course of a couple of weeks, decided one day when I was in the shower, I'll never forget this. I was in the shower in my apartment in Brooklyn and I was just thinking you know, about this next step. And I said, okay, if there were three things I wanted in my next role, not thinking about the job, not thinking about the company, just thinking open-ended, what would be three things I would want? And I'll never forget. I said, I want to be able to travel. I want to work with people and I want to be outside. Those three things. I want to travel. I want to work with people and I want to work outside. I want y'all to remember that because this is really key to the next part of the story. So this happened, I don't know, I want to say probably like early, mid-March. And what I did then is I said, okay, I have these three things. I'm going to start looking for jobs where I can travel. So let me start there. So I did Google searching for like a week or two and everything, all the searches just kept coming up with the same things like be a travel nurse, teach English abroad in different countries. It was like all jobs that weren't quite the right fit. Like I didn't want to go and be a teacher. I didn't want to really take a step back in my career. I obviously wasn't qualified to be a nurse. So it was like all these jobs where you could travel, like be even like a content creator, write blogs. And I was like, I don't think any of this is the right fit for me. Like I still want a level of stability. So I'd been searching for about two weeks. And after two weeks, I remember, I'll never forget this either. either, I was sitting on the couch and I got an ad on Facebook that said, apply for your dream job with Backroads. And I clicked on the link and I remember it had like a picture of people on bicycles. I clicked on the link and, and I started reading in the company and it was this company that did active travel vacations. So basically they would put together these itineraries of group vacations where you would go and it would be active 
active activities you've been doing throughout the day. So let's say you went to France and, you know, one day you'd have a bike ride and you'd bike to like a restaurant and then you'd bike to the hotel. And then the next day you'd do another bike ride and you'd bike to another hotel, but they were like really luxurious trips. And I didn't know all that at the time. I just knew that it was like biking trips. And I should mention, I had no experience in biking whatsoever, other than like when I was a little kid and I would just like ride around the neighborhood. I never cycled. Like I wasn't a cyclist, you know, like like the Lance Armstrongs of the world. I didn't do that. Um, so I had no experience, but I was like, okay, this checks a lot of boxes. Like I'd be traveling. I'd be outside and I'd be working with people. Like, obviously I have to apply. Like what, what the heck is the worst thing that's going to happen? I'm going to be in the same place I'm in now. So I applied. I really thought that maybe that ad was a scam. <laughs> I was never going to hear back from these people. But a couple of days later I heard back and I got invited to a one-way interview. So I don't know if y'all have ever done this. My clients still get these sometimes, but it's an interview where you record yourself answering to questions. So they ask like four to five questions. You have a certain amount of time to answer the question. Like it comes on, up on a screen, you have like 30 seconds to prepare and then you record your answer and then send it away. So it's actually a great resource. I use this as a recruiter and obviously I've used this as a candidate as well. And I'm sure that there are mixed feelings about this type of platform, but I got invited to this interview and I took it. I took like a couple days to prepare um, using some of the strategies I still teach today. What I knew as a recruiter, I knew, you know, kind of what I would be asked generally. And again, these are things I still teach today. And I submitted my interview. I remember I needed to find this quiet space. So I went to my boyfriend at the time's apartment and I was sitting on the bathroom floor <laughs> with a white background and the, the, the computer, the laptop was on the toilet, <laughs> which of course the interviewers didn't know. They just saw a nice white background. But I remember thinking like how funny it was that I knew that information and they didn't. So again, like when I applied to this job, I wasn't really expecting much to hear back. And I, but I did a couple days later. And this time I was talking to a real person. So I had a Zoom interview with someone. It was about 30 minutes long. I should also mention I had a wonderful candidate experience. The person I spoke to seemed very happy. They were personable. I felt really aligned to them just in our conversations and they were awesome. Um, I remember taking the interview at work in a conference room um, and the lights were automatic and the lights went off during the interview. Um, but I actually was able to just like stay calm and like turn the lights back on and the interviewer commented on that um, which I now know you know being able to stay calm when things don't go right is actually a great skill for this job so another thing that was just like so in alignment and they invited me to the next stage which was the final stage and so this company has a really inter interesting interview process where for the final stage you have to go for an in-person interview and they do them all over the united states and even abroad where you go for an entire day i remember i got there at like 8 or 9 a.m and you don't leave until like four three or four maybe even five um so it's an all-day interview where um, they do all these different group activities. They put you like ask you questions about different situations. Um, they talk about bike mechanics, all these different things. And I'll talk more about that. But 
Um, I remember that they, it was, I actually applied for this job pretty late, um, where they had done a lot of their recruiting. So they didn't have a lot of of events, hiring events left. So I, they had won the following week that was in Washington, DC. I was living in New York city at the time, but I was like, that is not enough time to learn everything I need to learn about cycling. So, um, I decided to go to one a couple of weeks later in Denver, Colorado. And I mentioned this because this is important with manifestation. I'm going to recap some of this stuff at the end, but I think a lot of people often feel rushed to apply to jobs or take interviews really quickly, even though they feel some resistance to that. And in this case, it would have been really easy for me to rush and go to DC. Who knows if I would have gotten the job in that case, but because I had some extra time to prepare. So I basically what happened is I said, I'm going to go to the Denver one a couple weeks later. And so in those couple weeks, I took a bike class that taught me some of the basics of bike mechanics. I watched a ton of YouTube videos. I took a class on like how to change a flat tire. And they had given us like a little document about like what to expect just because it's such a unique experience. Um, but I knew that like, I was like, I can do the interview stuff, but I know literally know nothing about cycling. So I learned all that I could learn in that time period before I flew out to Denver. So I flew out to Denver. I went to the on-site interview. Again, super nice people. And I'm mentioning this because my Canada experience was so positive that even if I didn't, at the end of the interview, I was like, this was such a great experience overall. And even if I don't get the job, like I'm just so happy to have gone through. It was like just such a pleasant, enjoyable experience, even though I had to put out time and money and energy. Um, but they, the people that were there were wonderful and it was just like a really interesting interview experience. So I, you get there and they have like a little mingling session in the beginning, which if anyone ever goes to an onsite interview like this, you are getting interviewed from the moment you walk in the door. So don't forget that. Uh, the moment you walk through that door, they are starting to notice you. So if any of you are going for on-site interviews, I know a lot still are digital, especially for my clients who are getting a lot of remote jobs. If you are going for on-site interviews, when you talk to the first person in that company, interviews on. Some companies will even ask like the front desk people of like, you know, who manage like an entrance will like ask their feedback, like if the person was nice or what they were like. So just something to keep in mind. But um, there was a little mingling session in the beginning. Then we did intros. They had everyone introduce themselves and tell a little bit about them. And I have to tell you guys, there were the coolest people I've ever encountered in my life at this event. It was so crazy. I remember there was this girl and she had a bandaid on her face and her, she, her intro was all about how she just did a river rafting trip down the Grand Canyon and she fell off the boat and that's why she had a bandaid on her face. And she had this like epic story about how someone fell off the boat as well and their like leg was attached to a rope and had to be cut and this other person flew off and they had to like, it was like this whole thing. This other guy was a former Navy SEAL and he like talked a little bit about that as much as he could. And I go up and I'm like, hey, I'm Chelsea. I'm a recruiter in New York. Like I was not a, like a lot of the people there. Um, also, a lot of people were from like out west. There actually aren't a lot of people that get hired for this company from the East Coast just because it's a very outdoorsy company. So um, it was really interesting to see that. And I think normally if I hadn't been doing some of the manifestation mindset work, I would have been triggered by those other people. But I really went into this with curiosity, which is a manifestation technique, like being curious rather than trying being triggered, which certainly there are belief shifting that needs to happen for this. But I was, I was really embodying the law of detachment in this interview and throughout this process, which is a big tenet of manifestation. 
not attaching to the outcome. I was detached from the outcome. And instead of like putting so much pressure on myself, I really just tried to enjoy the experience. And also what I felt going through this process is if this company exists, there are other companies out there, other opportunities out there. Like literally a couple weeks ago, I didn't even know an opportunity like this existed. And I was just in my shower thinking about it. And so that was something that I think was really key to my experience because I just wasn't, I was nervous. I definitely was nervous. I remember I was super nervous the day of the interview, so much so I almost didn't go. But I was more nervous just about like performance anxiety rather than if I was going to get the job or not. Um, But once I was there, I felt so calm and and happy and aligned. Um, So we did these intros. Everyone talked about themselves. Um, Then we did a bunch of group activities. So they had one where like you had to like build this like robot out of Legos and like one person was building it and one person was like communicating how to build it. So it was all just like I, you know, being a recruiter, I of course knew what they're kind of looking for, knowing what the job was about. You know, they're looking, how do you communicate with a team? How do you communicate when like things aren't working right? When you're maybe encountering a situation where you could get frustrated, like, are you calm or do you switch your communication style? So we did a bunch of different like, kind of like games with different group members. Then we, I remember we sat in these two different circles and they went around and like popcorn different situations. So they're like, you're on a trip that you're leading and there's a woman who's pregnant and she's really behind the rest of the group. What would you do? What would you just say to that person? Um, and then someone would answer and then they'd popcorn to someone else and they're like, okay, what would you do? I remember that part. I was sweating a little bit because <laughs> I was just like, the anticipation was killing me, but it was actually kind of cool and fun. Um, then they did like a little bit of bike mechanics to see your knowledge around biking. They did a language assessment because they do trips all over the world. Um, and then the last thing, I forget what the last thing was. There was one more activity we did before we ended. Um, maybe it was just like an altogether group activity, but um, and then the interview, there, it was like, there were like 30 people there. Um, a bunch of us went and got drinks at a brewery nearby. And I would just remember thinking, I remember I was like drinking a beer and sitting in the sun. Um, this is also before I was allergic to gluten. <laughs> Side note. Um, and I was just like, that was just such a cool experience. And no matter what, like, I'm just really glad that I did this. And I put myself out there and I tried. Um, and I was okay, really, truly with with whatever the outcome was. Um, so I made the most of the trip. I actually took a couple extra days in Denver and went to garden of the gods and then flew back home. And I kind of just made it a vacation. And I told my employer it was a vacation. I didn't tell them I was interviewing at a travel company. Um, and they told us they would get back to us in 24 hours. And the next day they offered me the job. (laughs) They offered me a job as a active tour guide, uh, with backroads. And I, I was honestly in shock. Like I thought I was dreaming, (laughs) Um, but I got to tell you guys, certainly there was some strategy and things that I incorporated into this, but I 1000% manifested the heck out of this opportunity. Um, and long story short, I worked with backroads for several years up until the pandemic when, you know, of course with the pandemic tourism was not doing well. So most of our company was let go. Uh, but that, layoff allowed me to really dive 100% into my career coaching business, which I have today. Uh, but I worked with them and I went all over the world. I worked in Bali, France. I worked in 
a lot of the national parks in the United States. Uh, Glacier National Park was one place where I spent a lot of my time. I worked in the Puget Sound. I know it's not a national park, but I did work in the Puget Sound. I was in Vermont and I also got to travel with the company for like different events they did. So I went to Vietnam, California, Puglia, Italy. So it was, it literally checked all those boxes. I was outside like 95% of the time I was working with people and I was traveling and I literally lived out of a suitcase for three years. I uh, didn't have an apartment. I was renting at the time when I was a recruiter and I lived with one, with one of my best friends and her now husband. Um, and they, you know, were able to let me move out. I didn't have a car cause I lived in New York city. Um, so when I was in between, so it was a seasonal job. So I worked mostly, uh, what was it like August? No, it was March or April through December or January. So I had a couple months off. Um, so I either like go to my parents' house or I had rented in different cities. So I lived in Bend, Oregon for a winter. I lived in Aspen, Colorado for a winter and I did different odd jobs. Um, and really it just fulfilled all of my desires. And I didn't really, I didn't realize at the time that I was manifesting, but now I just want to break down for you all from that story, what I did to manifest this opportunity. Um, and I just want to share a couple of things about how crazy it was that this opportunity came up because I know that the skeptics will say, well, you were searching for travel jobs on Google. So, you know, you could say that, uh, Google sold my <laughs> my information to Facebook and fed me that ad, which absolutely could be true or cookies or whatever. I don't know how that stuff works. Um, so certainly you could say that that is true. But what I think is really crazy about this opportunity is number one, that just like the timing that worked up, be- that worked out because like I said, they were at the end of their hiring season. And what I know now is that when they get to the end of their hiring season, sometimes they literally cancel hiring events because they have enough people. Um, so the fact that I was towards the tail end and I still got hired is really wild to me. But the craziest thing is this company, there's an article, I'll link it in the show notes. It is statistically harder to get in than Harvard. And I'm not saying that to toot my own horn, although why not to toot? Like, that's pretty cool. But I'm saying that because most of the people in the company, I don't have a statistic around it, but a large majority of the people that get hired in this company are through referrals. It's because it's such a highly coveted job and because it's super competitive, you typically have to have a referral to even get an interview. So the fact that I got an interview from just applying is pretty wild. Like they get thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of applications. So I talked to people in the company and they would ask me like, oh, you're from New York. Like, how did you hear about this? Because they're also, like I said, we're not a lot of people in the company from the East Coast. And because again, it's just not as outdoorsy out here on the East, especially in New York. A lot of people were from like Utah or Colorado or California or Washington. Um, But every person, I never met someone in the company who got the job without a referral. And I met hundreds of people, hundreds of people, because we would do these events where like the whole company would be there. And I never met someone who didn't get a referral. So certainly it is possible. But what I'm trying to say is it's really hard to get into this company and it's really hard to get it in without a referral. I didn't have a referral. I just applied and I still got this job. So I'll let you guys decide (laughs) what you think about this. But like I said, I want to talk about some of the things I did 
unconsciously to manifest this opportunity so you can understand how to implement that in your careers. So the first thing that I did is I was super specific with my intention and what I was asking the universe for. A big reason why people are not able to successfully manifest or their manifest their manifestations are not coming to fruition is because they're not specific about what they want. A lot of times this could be because maybe you're scared to ask, you know, there's so much fear about getting what we actually want. So there's a lot of mindset blocks that can come with this. And also I find people don't know what they want or they want to figure it out or they feel like they have to have it all figured out. I want to be clear in this opportunity. I never said I want to work for an active travel company. I never said I want to ride bikes. I never said I want to be leading hiking trips. I just said I want to travel. I want to be outside and I want to work with people. But that was being specific. That was me being specific with the universe. And I set my intention that I don't know what kind of job this is going to be, but I know that this is what I want. In addition, I was focused on how I wanted to feel rather than worrying about how it was going to happen. So this is the second thing that I did is I focused on the feelings. And even though, again, I was saying like travel, working with people, being outside, I was more thinking about what it would feel like to do that. Like I knew I wanted to travel because I wanted more freedom and I knew I loved the feeling of travel. I knew how much that filled up my cup. I had studied abroad But previous to this job, the most traveling I did was studying abroad. And I just had known how happy I was when I was traveling and I wanted to be happy. So traveling was the first thing that came to mind. And so a lot of times when we want to manifest something, we think about the thing, but what you really want is the feeling. So if you want to manifest a new job, you don't really want the job. What you want is the feeling that the job is going to give you. So for me, I was saying I wanted to travel, but what I really want is freedom. What I really wanted is to feel happy. What I really wanted is to feel like my cup was being filled. When I said I wanted to be outside, again, I also knew that that was something that refreshed me, that energized me, that I was always happy happiest when I was outside. And then working with people, I knew that I thrived even in my recruiting job in the connections I had with people. And I knew I didn't want to work siloed independently. I wanted to work with people. So number one, like I said, I was specific with my intention and what I wanted to manifest. And number two, I focused on how I wanted to feel. The third thing I did is I used the law of detachment. So I mentioned this earlier that I certainly was nervous and I think it's okay to be nervous. Like nervousness is just built up energy that doesn't have a place to go yet. So it's okay to be nervous. I think being nervous can actually be a benefit. Like when we put pressure on ourselves with nervousness, like that can be beneficial for a short period of time. It becomes problematic when we do it over a long period of time. So I was using the law of detachment from the moment I applied to that job till I was at that bar drinking that beer. So how do you embody the law of detachment? Well, you know, it's a process. And what I was doing during this time is I was, I didn't mention this previously, but I also had made some shifts in my job to start setting boundaries, to start taking care of myself and start aligning my energy better. And 
I was, um, I had been training for the New York City Marathon in um, previous to me applying to this role, but I had ran it just a couple months before I applied to this job. And that really allowed me to get into running, which regulated my nervous system and kept me calm. I was starting to meal prep and eat better. I started to ask my boss for you know, any ways that I could get support. We ended up like hiring an intern. I got like, they helped me get an assistant. So I was regulating my nervous system to feel calm. And because of that, I was able to detach a bit from the outcome. The reason people typically are not able to detach from the outcome is because they want to control the outcome. And when you want to control the outcome, your nervous system gets really stressed out because it's trying to do that when you can't, you only have a certain level of control. So the best way to embody the law of detachment is to regulate your nervous system to stay present and stay grounded. And all those things I was doing, running, setting boundaries, you know, eating well, were helping me to take care of myself, align my energy and stay grounded. And I guess that's another thing too, is I was aligning my energy with what I wanted to attract, but I really truly was detached from the outcome. And I took on an abundance mindset with the law of detachment. My mindset was, If this job exists, there are other opportunities out there. The proof that there is one opportunity like this means that there are many opportunities like this. So that leads me to the fourth thing I did to manifest this opportunity is I took on this critical piece of manifestation, which is what is possible for one is possible for all. So this is a big tenant of manifestation is if you can find proof for what you want to believe is possible, it helps you to manifest that thing. And so much of manifestation is connected to the subconscious mind. The subconscious mind thrives best when you have specificity. Just like I said earlier, the subconscious mind thrives when it is in a more regulated state, regulating your nervous system. And the subconscious mind thrives when you can focus on the evidence that proves what you want to be is true. Our brains have something called negativity bias. So if we have, you know, a situation like, you know, if you're applying to jobs and you get a rejection and your your mind wants to avoid the feeling of rejection, it's going to be like, oh, here, you know, here's evidence for why you shouldn't keep applying to jobs because you're going to keep getting rejections, even though it might just be one or a couple of rejections. So on the flip side, you can reprogram this to start to focus on the evidence that serves you. So I focused on the fact that, and I started doing research. I didn't apply to any other companies, which this is something I would not recommend. I would not put all your eggs in one basket if you were looking to get out of your job sooner rather than later. But I don't know. I I just really felt like I just wanted to apply to this one job and I was okay if it didn't work out. I honestly was getting to a point where I was just ready to move back home and, you know, cut down my expenses and just figure out how to recover. So if I didn't get this job, I was going to just, you know, cut my losses and go home. Um, But I was like, okay, well, if this company exists, then there are other companies out there. And there were, there are a lot of companies that do similar work. I do think that Backroads is one of the better ones. And I think they have some of the best company culture. But it proved to me that there was one piece of evidence out there that this amazing job existed. So that gave me the growth mindset that, okay, there are other opportunities out there. And that really helped me, I think, with that previous piece I mentioned, the law of detachment, because I detached knowing that even if this doesn't work out, I will figure it out. I will find something new. I did it a couple weeks ago. I didn't even know this job existed a couple weeks ago, so I can do it. And I basically had this extreme trust in myself and I guess in the universe too, that 
it was going to be possible for me to make this next step happen no matter what. The last two things I did to manifest this opportunity is I took aligned action and I opened myself up to the opportunity. And this is the, I think the most missed piece about manifestation. I think a lot of people think that you can just think good thoughts and do manifestation exercises and buy the manifestation journal and, you know, good things are just going to come to you, which certainly that stuff is important and it helps. But at the end of the day, you can't just sit in your couch and expect your manifestations to just appear in your living room. (laughs) You have to take action. And so I set the intention, right? I had that specificity. I had that vision. And then I went out and I looked for it and I took aligned action, even in the interview process, right? To go to those courses, to figure out, okay, how am I going to, you know, take this time off of work? I figured it out. And I think that this is an important piece of manifestation is that at the end of the day, you have to take aligned action and inspired action. The more aligned and inspired action you can take, the more quickly you will get to your manifestations, 100%. And there's a difference between taking forced action, taking action because you should, or, you know, pushing through when it doesn't feel aligned and a difference between doing actions that feel good, that feel inspiring, that, you know, just following the breadcrumbs of energy of, of really what is calling your name. So taking aligned action was a big part of this process. And then finally is opening yourself up to the opportunity. And the best way that I can describe this is the universe wants you to win. The universe wants you to succeed and thrive and it want to give you all of the things that you deserve, but it can't give you those things if you're not open to receive them. And the best metaphor I can give to you is if you think about like a baseball field, right? And the universe is trying to throw you the ball on that field, but you're not on the field, (laughs) can't throw you the ball, right? You have to be open to receive the ball. And if you're not open to receive the ball, the universe cannot throw it to you. That being said as well, the universe might throw the ball from a different direction. Maybe you're on a baseball field and they're throwing it from the stands, right? Or throwing it from behind you, right? Being open to receiving that opportunity and being open to where it can come from. As humans, we want to just know how things are going to work out. We want to control the outcome and that's normal. That being said, Many times the best opportunities for my clients, and I know the best opportunity for me in this situation came out of left field, (laughs) literally, (laughs) right? Pun intended. So make sure that if you are trying to manifest that you're putting yourself in a position where you're open to receiving, that could look like you know, having your resume ready and being ready to apply for jobs or sending it to someone who might ask you for it. If you're trying to date, that means getting out there and introducing yourself to people. It's about taking the actions that are going to put you in a place where the universe can send you what it wants to send you or what you're asking for. Now, there certainly is a level of divine timing with this. I really do believe that things happen when they are meant to happen. So you might have to stand on the field a little longer than you expected, or maybe a little shorter than you expected. You just don't know. But being in that place to stay on the field and not leave the field because you're frustrated and you're like, where the heck is it? (laughs) Being on the field and being open to receiving is so, so key. 
So to recap, the things that I did to manifest this incredible opportunity is I set a specific intention. I focused on how I wanted to feel. I embodied the law of detachment and regulated my nervous system. I took on a growth mindset and created evidence for myself for what I wanted to believe was possible. And I took aligned action and opened myself up to opportunities. Those are the things I did to manifest this incredible opportunity. And I was so, so grateful to be able to work for this company for the time that I did. And this opportunity allowed me to have the space and time to start to think about my career coaching business, which I dove fully into at the start of the pandemic in 2020. And that's a whole nother story (laughs) for another podcast episode. But I hope that this episode gave you some tangible tips and guidance and perspective on how you can start manifesting in your own career and life. If you're looking for how to start with manifestation, I definitely would start with that first step that I did in that shower so many years ago, thinking of three things that if you had to boil it down, you want to feel in your next, you want to feel or you want to do in your next role or in your life. That is a really great place to start. And it's a really great activity to do to start to set your intention, put it out there in the universe and see what you get back. So thank you all so much for joining me today. As always, if you are enjoying the podcast, it so helps us when you rate, subscribe and follow. So don't forget to click those buttons if you haven't already, as it really, really helps us to grow this podcast and keep doing it. Thank you all so much for tuning in today and I'll talk to you soon.